0: In five, four, three, two, one, and we are live. Welcome to another episode of the Nobody Yet podcast. I'm here with Gabe, who used to be behind yep. the camera, but now he's in front. How are you doing, Gabe?
1: Good, good. I am now in front of the camera. Um, I guess to begin, <laughs> uh, I'm now the new co-host of nobody yet alongside eric now so i mean i'm happy to step in front of the camera i've been working behind the scenes so i've been listening to everything and you guys have seen me before on camera where matt and us three have a few episodes but um i'm a offic- uh, happy to try this out uh to be officially the new co-host and yeah looking forward to it looking forward
0: to jump in jump in see what happens see what happens yeah yeah no it's actually been a while because um last time we recorded i had to be like two weeks ago question mark like probably two weeks ago yeah so that's definitely been a while especially during these times i feel life could either go so fast or so slow
1: my life has definitely been so
0: fast but how's how's yours been gabe
1: uh it's been good i mean i mean i'm in school right now so it's a little bit different, but. I don't know. Life has just been going really fast. I feel like if I don't pause to take note of what's going on, I kind of just—it's it, already November. Like I, I wake up and I'm like, I, I swear school just—I swear this term just started, kind of thing. But we're already in November. I mean, yeah, for me it's going really fast. Yeah, so, it's crazy yeah. to
0: think how fast it progresses. Like it's November. Um, I started. Working my purpose of a year before doing senior year at U of T. Um, That's progressing. Uh, Definitely been some developments there, but nothing's really confirmed. So um, basically, everything is just evolving quickly. Um, Recruitment cycles, different clubs I'm in, uh, starting to reopen Ottawa. That's also been something. (laughs) Um, Just a little bit of everything. I feel is falling either in place or out of place. It depends your perspective on a lot of things, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you
1: think things are falling in place?
0: I feel like for me, a couple things are falling in place, um, mm-hmm. which is pretty exciting. Um, I might be going to New York or someplace in the States for next summer um, or for extent, some extended duration, like I might live there. So I think that would be really exciting. Um, that's definitely been one thing I'm thinking about. Some, like a project I'm working with, um, I might consider doing like a startup or like joining a more serious startup. That's also up in the air, of course. Nothing is really confirmed, so I don't really want to speak on any- anything specifically. <laughs> but everything is just moving so fast. I feel um, just so many developments. Even though like quarantine's been a thing. Um, yeah. But, I mean, hey, it's been quarantine for like six months, so it's it's good to f- like pick up face again.
1: Yeah, it's definitely good. Um. Yeah, for, I mean, for me, so are you going to New York or for a job maybe? Is that what?
0: Yeah, so it's either for a job or, I don't want to say anything like conf-
2: confirm anything <laughs> yet. Yeah, for
0: sure. For a job maybe, or I might visit for extended time in New York and just live there for, let's say, two months or something like that. Um, uh, maybe okay. have a couple other places in the States I might live in. Um, so I'm a bit, bit like variable, but exciting things being able to step away from ottawa which i don't like that much but yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: it's great. It's great.
0: Yeah. damn
1: yeah for me i mean i guess i'm different like uh yeah i like i like ottawa quite a bit but um for so i mean i'm i'm graduating soon so i don't have any more at the moment no new career developments like uh, after graduation like i basically have a path i'm gonna go to an accounting firm and get my designation that way so for me there's not too many updates like for in terms of um like career stuff or or uh developments within that part of my life i'm sort of just uh following a path at the moment uh but then afterwards i'm i'm thinking for me like the real changes begin to happen in like two to three years when I mm. kind of achieved that destination. And then afterwards I actually have no clue, but right now, right now. Yeah. Like it, compared to uh, how I was sounding in like your life, like my, I'm pretty, um, for me, it's, it's not stagnant, I would say, but I kind of have less almost erratic developments or not a, like less, uh, ups and downs in terms of that so um but for me in a few years i'll have to start planning out the rest of my like the next 10 years the next 20 years where i want to go where i want to be but i have not thought that far yet so
0: i mean i feel like i haven't thought that much like that far yet i think the only far question i really think about often is Generally, like, what's my purpose? I guess is the question I think about a lot in terms of the long term. Like, I feel I don't really think about what I want to do. I generally know what I want to do, and that's in the realm Mm -hmm. of um, entrepreneurship and stuff like that. So, if that's like a general area I want to be in, um, the path to get there is so ambiguous, right? Yeah, Um, I feel like the path to anywhere is very ambiguous, unless you want to do the more stereotypical ones of, let's say, government or um, just a company is a little bit more linear Mm -hmm. um, in that sense. Um, this being a little bit more ambiguous and also seeing one of my close friends starting to come up quickly with his startup. That's something exciting to watch and see and kind of see like kind of, um, behind the scenes, like as kind of outside looking in, um, to kind of see how that's going and what it could look like. So definitely long, long sights ahead, but I don't know what the short term brings. I guess that's like my differentiation there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, whew. You talk about entrepreneurship,
2: business, and stuff like that. Like, for me, like maybe, maybe in the future, like maybe in uh, um,
1: five, five, ten years, like something I always wanted to do is expand into esports, into that scene, and to into tech or something um, with like accounting and like with with financial like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, what's it? like financial management skills and things like that to like maybe create a business or to consulting. My dream is to actually like help a business. um, Not consulting, like to join a business or an esports firm or something like that. Like just, just to, or like a startup or it doesn't really have to be a startup, but I want to help something grow. And that's, that's my end goal is to be able to work somewhere where I'm like helping the company grow Mm -hmm. Maybe not a company yet, anything. Yeah, I think uh, that's, but that's like my goal. I don't really, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, I feel like that's definitely sure one that's of the most for you. more purposeful things um, that I feel is fulfilling. Um, I was reading a book that I finished um, that a friend recommended me. Um, shout out to you because you know who you are if you listen to this. Um, but the book is called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, I think his name is. So, kind of the backstory of that was he was a psych prof. Um, like psychology professor before World War II. Um, And then he went to, like, he got admitted to Auschwitz, like the concentration camp. Uh, And then, of course, when you're in there, you're stripped of everything, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But like fundamentally still a psychology prof, right? So um, in the book, he details not really his experiences, but more of like, more or less using his experiences as kind of not as evidence, but as describing um, a way of therapy called logotherapy. And one of the ways he kind of talks about uh, logotherapy or one of the bigger topics of finding meaning or purpose is he broke it down into three ways. Um, One was finding purpose through like a job, let's say the job or what you do is very fulfilling. So let's say if um, you work for an accounting firm and let's say you love accounting, um, you love the work, love numbers or whatever other code, uh, international relations, medicine singing whatever dance um if you find it fulfilling then obviously your life will be more purposeful than if let's say you weren't to have that um so that's one and then the second would be in sense of if you find um a significant other or someone you could love so in that sense you could find purpose in caring for this person or for this family or something like that um and then the third would be kind of in the sense of finding purpose behind, I think it was suffering. So imagine, I guess, in the sense of, in that case, if you imagine a concentration camp and how he details it, it was kind of in the sense of, everyone is suffering every day, right? And the people who lose the purpose of behind that suffering die very quickly. So for him, his observations led him to believe that the purpose of suffering, at least in that camp, how he put it and how he framed it in his mind to keep him alive, was he needs to succeed his wife, who um, he didn't know was alive or dead back then, but um, his whole idea was the purpose of the suffering is to get through it so I could get back to my family, or it's to improve my thoughts towards my psychology um, papers and stuff like that, or to live so I could finish writing my psychology manuscript. So that's how he kind of detailed his purpose, find his suffering. And kind of when reading this book and seeing those three different fields of purpose, you know, then I begin to think to myself, okay, um, the first one, finding purposeful work, then that's the question of, okay, what do I want to do and what do I foresee? right? Um, so that's where it becomes the most, in a sense, scary um, because you definitely <laughs> want to find something fulfilling, um, but also exciting in the sense that you don't know what's out there. You kind of have a thought what you think might be fulfilling, yeah. but you don't fundamentally know until you actually try it yourself.
2: Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I guess that's the main one
1: that applies, right? The first one, through work. Through work is, like, the most obvious one. But I I, I like the last one you said, suffering. The, uh, not the, not
0: the know, second one. I know Jordan
1: Peterson. Say, <laughs> not the su- <laughs> second one? Second one it, 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 it's up in the air. We, we, we don't really know. Like, that, that one's, um, uh, in my opinion, a lot of luck. Luck goes into that. But anyways, <laughs> for the last one, for suffering um i i was going to say like when you mentioned that that really remind, reminded me of like what uh someone like jordan peterson would say or like i don't know if it's buddhist but they basically say like life is basically suffering uh, no matter how you like look at it it's not bad it's just not good i like like you go through like if you accept that like cuz bad things happen in life right so like in a sense like life is suffering but then to suffer for a reason that's when you start living and that's exactly what what um the the person in the book is talking about i think like they're like in a concentration camp right and so they have nothing supposedly nothing to live for but this guy does and that's what yeah and you said that it differentiates him from the other people who may not be able to survive cuz some people if they didn't have anything outside of that concentration camp then maybe they didn't mind dying or something like that but in a sense if you accept that like life is kind of like suffering but like you're doing things for a reason it's very satisfying actually and it's like an alternate way to look at things cuz i think most people try to look at life like um you have to be happy or like happiness is the end goal but um. uh <laughs> some people say that it might just be just another way to look at it is like suffering for a reason. And when I first heard that, I was like, interesting, because I never really looked at it that way. But in a sense, it kind of makes sense. In a sense, it it, it kind of makes sense if you consider all the bad things that happen and that... Anytime you chase after happiness, it's almost like fleeting. So mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of like, I don't know what, you, what your thoughts on that. We can like discuss it.
0: Yeah, no, suffering is something that's something I th- whenever I think of suffering, I just think of the workouts I did during the summer. Um, <laughs> that was, I'm not saying that's a good example of a suffering. That does not match to a death of a family member, nor a concentration camp or anything along the likes. Um, but I guess in a sense, that is a, Way of physical suffrage that you don't need to absolutely undergo if you want to live. <laughs> like you could probably yeah, do exactly. things that are yeah. not as "quote unquote" hardcore. Um, and for me, that was something so exciting. It was something so fun. Um, and in the sense, the purpose of those doing the 300 burpees in 30 minutes or um, the 1,000 rep exercises, it was more or less to strengthen the mind, and that was the purpose for that. And that was something. I was really purposeful and at the time gave a lot of value um, to my life at the time, right? Now, definitely that's been mm-hmm. replaced by other means, um, by like the gym and by walking and stuff like that. Um, but but looking at that, looking at the past, that is something that um, provides a little bit more purpose, right? And they always said, when you suffer, there should be a purpose because if you yeah. just suffer to <laughs> suffer, then you're kind of like a masochist, right? in that sense yeah, you just <laughs> like to suffer question mark so there should be yeah. at, at least how the book says it there should be some purpose behind suffering and then comes yeah. to a, I i guess the, the idea of like how you see things right so another thing that's detailed in the book is the greatest freedom within humans is our freedom to perceive how we want things to like be perceived in right so if we come back to setting up a concentration camp that the book was placed in If you imagine the freedoms there um, on the external, there's like zero freedoms. You're eating like a bowl of soup a day. um, And when a soup is like watered down, like peas and carrots sort Mm -hmm. of thing, uh, you're working like 16 hours a day or however long you're working. You're sleeping like five hours or however long you're sleeping. um, And like half the camp is dying every day, like either by like gas chambers or um, they're just like dying, like to give up hope. And then there's, Whatever, like disease, viruses, just everything's everywhere, right? And it's cold. Ooh. It's not pleasant. Rodents, just it's terrible. I mean, just the guards' it's abuses yeah. and stuff like that. So it's terrible if you think about in terms of freedom. There's probably no freedom because you can't speak openly or get killed or you get beat or something, right? It's not like you can do what you want to do because you're you're forced to work, right? Um, <laughs> they take away all your clothes. They shave your hair. Uh, basically, everything that you had. ID, like that identified you as a person before is now encapsulated in like a number that they give you. So now they call you by your number now. So as in 921 or whatever, and not by your name. So you even lose that sense of identity in a certain degree. Um, but in that regard, um, what was detailed um, that the author, he said that no matter how much they take away from you, you, they still can't take away your perspective, how you see things. That's like the fundamental freedom that humans have and in that setting it's uh, even though things are so terrible they can't take away from the fact that you could try to look for purpose in this really really terrible situation right and mm-hmm. um, it's not just oh let me think positive so I'll be happy no it's more of a sense of I need to keep hope so I can stay alive right um, yeah. it's something that's a little bit more severe to a, lar- to a larger degree right because it becomes a question of life and death and suffering um, so even how we see things um, like COVID, right? Um, that I feel Ooh, is a pretty good current example of perception. And in the beginning, perception was terrible. Just look on Zoom means for quarantines and like the opening yeah. stages. Yo, that page was popping. You don't even understand. Like, <laughs> there was so much great. good jokes. and I was scrolling for oh, that for at least no. three hours on the first day, right? <laughs> um, all the jokes about COVID, I mean, all the negative jokes about COVID. It was just kind of everywhere. Yeah, as it wears on, people kind of deteriorate in a sense, right? Um, yeah, how it did kind of stop a lot of plans. Like I met a friend yesterday, and she was supposed to go to in Copenhagen for one of her courses for a week, all expenses paid. Um, but then COVID shut it down last minute, right? And then um, I was supposed to go to Vancouver too. So um, a lot of plans sure. being canceled. Um, but then you kind of think about it. For me personally, quarantine has given me opportunity to 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 do those morning workouts, right? To to embrace more of reading, uh, to work from home, which gives me fl- more flexibility in other things, right? Mm-hmm. To be ambitious enough or be bold enough, be brave enough to start a podcast like this. So it's kind of like, even that sense, having that freedom to change your perception or try to think differently. You don't have to think differently; it's not forced, but you have the freedom to think differently if you try and slowly try to change your mindset towards one way or positive however you want to see it that is like something that's fundamentally like that's super free and that could never be taken away from you really
1: yeah um it's just one of those things it's the only thing you can actually really control the other everything else you can't you can't even control your own health sometimes like you can't control the only thing you can control is like how you think day to day and that's like your greatest your greatest asset is like what you control and how you see things and I guess like more successful people have greater control of their mind and less successful people have less control of their mind it's like a general thing and um yeah like when COVID started yeah I don't know I feel like I feel like people got used to it I feel like It's still a bad thing, yeah. Yeah, it is a good comparison because it's a really bad thing, but it has changed so much of how we think and do things.
2: Um Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I'm do you think the world mm -hmm. world has like
1: changed? Do you think like we're different now as people? Oh, most definitely.
0: Like um yeah, go ahead. Do you want to finish your before? Yeah,
1: I guess I'm not really sure. Like I, I, I can't see the world going back to the, the way it was, and that that sometimes makes me sad. But I'm like, maybe it's for the better.
0: Oh well, yeah. Well, a couple a couple fundamental trends change, right? Um, COVID. One of the most biggest, like the highest. One of the biggest implications is the realization that you could work remotely. Um, that is one of the key realizations from COVID that due to COVID, being forced to adapt to remote work it is now deemed possible um that people could like work remotely it's just like when the first person ran a four minute mile right once that person ran a four minute mile roger banister it was known that people can run that fast right so now it's known that you can work remote so in the sense of work you could live in new york and Your employer or your company or whatever your business could be in la right yeah Um, so that's much that's definitely one thing um another thing is trends towards general digital like digitalization of everything or a lot of things right if you think of school like that will probably go back to in person but some trends of virtual schooling will maintain right um some positives and some negatives will maintain Um, yeah virtual events that's something very big like hoppin hoppin was a company <laughs> i actually use it for one of my career phrases, and i have a lot of complaints against it but hoppin serves <laughs> a good example because the company was founded in 2019 so that's just a year ago oh, and wow. it has i think a hundred billion dollar evaluation at this point so in a span of one year
2: a virtual event billion hundred billion like mark so if you just imagine that one year can shift trends
0: in a crazy regard, right? And those are like kind of more industrial entrepreneurship trends. I and mean, then if you think currently of social trends, like, yeah, yeah, that's also very big. Like now we value travel much more. Like I, I think I know someone who traveled to Portugal um, just mm. like for school. Like, so she's doing school remotely from Portugal. Um, and we just, like, like friends and like interpersonal interactions much more too, and that's also something that's very, yeah. very valuable.
1: Yeah, like we value those things much more. And I, like, at least for me, I mean, work from home and stuff is like really good, and it's been really developing. I, I, I fear that I'm getting so used to it, or like getting more used to it, or I can tell at my workplace that like people prefer working from home rather than going, or like, and like, part of me is okay, but for me, like um for me like personally as an introvert like i almost prefer being forced to like go out into the world Mm. now i have so many options like i can work from home i could do everything like school like uh at least for me there's a lot of personal growth like like for example this semester i was supposed to go to kingston right live in kingston for my final year at queen's Mm -hmm. i wasn't able to do that and i just feel like uh sometimes i feel stagnant like Like being in one place, like there's no, there's, um, with all these things developing, there's almost less personal growth for myself, or maybe for people like
2: me. Mm. uh, Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm not
1: alone. Maybe, maybe there's other people like, cause, cause I can get used to this, you know, this is, this is great. But, but in terms of where I see myself in the future and where I want to be, it's like, ah, man, like I hope it, I hope it gets better soon, or like I hope, um, I hope that this doesn't become the norm or like online stuff, but but that's just that's just my two thoughts uh, or two cents how you mm-hmm. say it. But like that's just my thoughts on like kind of how I viewed it. Because at first I really liked it. At first I was like, nice, <laughs> real relaxing, lot of time. But now it's like, mm-hmm. oh, if it stays this way for a while, like I'm almost
2: gonna. I don't know. I'm almost going to like shrink back maybe to my old self. It's like, but yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, that does pose a serious challenge. Like, even during my previous internship, um, supposed to be in Vancouver, right? And the office was mm. apparently in the WeWork office. So it was rented space from WeWork. And you know, that's very aesthetic.
2: Oh, yeah. So you're yeah.
0: on tap. So. Um, that's what i hear and <laughs> of course a lot of social events It's vancouver it's yeah there's always nice hiking clubs yeah whatever, right?
1: so much stuff fun stuff
0: <laughs> i know and then with COVID, i didn't interact like i didn't interact with anyone but my manager and kind of my team um, but even my team not that much um so in a sense i am also a little bit more like introverted but in a sense it kind of forces you to at least i, I kind of Think about the opposite way you do that. Um, mm-hmm. With COVID, I'm forced to more actively talk to people, um, where before it was kind of more more or less given to you, given to me. Um, so it's a little yeah. bit easier talk to people because you're forced to. I mean, you're going to sit beside people in, in class, and you're going to be forced to see your friends. I'll be forced yeah. to see people you like. You know, <laughs> wow, that's terrible, but like, you know what I mean, right? Like you, you'll yeah. see people every day, and you have a decision: okay, I can talk to them or I cannot talk to them. But now yeah. with COVID, you're not guaranteed to see a person a day, maybe other than family or the people you work with. Um, but then there's the, yeah. now there's the actual decision level of, okay, do I want to see new people today? <laughs> and then <laughs> so, that then then goes into a realm of, okay, um, I'm seeing new people. Do I want to talk to them? So it's like a, a kind of additional step to overcome fears and stuff like that.
1: There's more, there's more like, um, yeah, way more initiative. You have to be way more like, active and actively taking action to talk to people almost or like um talking to friends online because 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 uh before it was like oh you just kind of meet up with someone because you're on the way to something or like mm-hmm. you're doing something that you're supposed to but now it's like if you want to talk to someone sometimes you have to go through the extra step like oh you have to want to talk to them and like you have to accept like time and it's it's less Almost intuitive than before. But yeah, you're right. Like, that's that comes back to the whole perspective thing. Like, yeah, sure, you could say, okay, uh, it's worse now. We're worse now, like socially or whatever. But it, it's a lot of opportunity to realize that, like, you can still, so, it, there's still um, ways to do what you did before in a different way. But um, let's say some people think this is like, Suffering, like COVID, suffering through COVID. Perhaps some really extroverted people kind of they're like, "Oh, this like really suffering." But then, um, I don't know. Maybe in a way, COVID gives you time to, at least for me, COVID gave me time to almost go deeper into those almost hidden relationships or friends that Mm -hmm. that maybe I put aside for a long time, or like things that I connections that I should have uh put more time into but I didn't. So maybe maybe this is a good thing. Maybe it's like mm,
2: me or other people, like it's a way for us to almost uh change our perspective. I mean really yeah, a lot of like, almost
0: <laughs> Yeah no it's definitely like one of the best exercises. I'm like careful of how I'm wording this. Probably exercise isn't yeah. the best wording but it's 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 um of course, a very terrible phenomenon that not only canceled plans, but ended a lot of lives prematurely. Um, but also in a sense, depending how you see it, and assuming you weren't affected, let's say negatively in the sense of it's permanent, right? That um, let's say a loved one has passed away or um, um. you lost your employer, or something like that. Um, let's say you weren't impacted permanently in that sense.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: feel it is kind of a perfect growth environment that you can practice starting to change your mindset and that's something I've definitely done kind of on the journey trying to figure out what my purpose is Um, because if you think about it, six months is a long time right, especially in our age in our 20s, six months is like 5% of our 20s right Um, that's quite a long time and if you consider how much you change in one year you change a decent amount in six months right um, whether mm-hmm. you see things differently or you meet new people, see new experiences, um, six months is a long time. And mm-hmm. COVID was probably here six, mo- six months by now, right? Um, it's November, yeah. probably a little more than six months. So it's in between 5 <laughs> yeah. and 10% of your 20s. which is It's a difference. long
1: time. Man. It's, it's like, a very long it's time. It's going to keep going. It's going to keep
0: going. So it's kind of like, well, if you just want to stand still for 10% of your 20s, That's not the best thing to do, right? Because you're only 20, you're only 21, you're only 22, you're only 23 one time in your life, right? Um, And that January of your 20s, that February of your 20s only occurs once also. So once I think you put it in that perspective, at least for me, for me, it's not like COVID becomes a non-factor, but COVID becomes an obstacle that I need to get around such that I can grow still, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, that I can still proceed in my 20s and still trying to realize my purpose, what I think what I want to do in entrepreneurship and try to figure out where do I actually want to live? Um, Where do I want to see? Who do I want to meet? Who do I want to be around? What are the type of people I want to be around? What do I want to do? Um, Like, how do I want to do it? It's just all kind of the who, where, and why's, how's that I'm thinking Mm -hmm. more carefully about of how I would pursue them, right? Even despite COVID being present.
2: Yeah. It's a lot
1: of. But don't. uh, Do you think you would have had to do those things anyways? Like, I'm just playing like devil's advocate almost. Mm -hmm. Don't you think you would have had to think about those things even without COVID? Like, it would have been like the same or better.
0: Yeah. No, it probably would have been the same or better nonetheless. Probably better, right? Um, Probably better because I would have seen Vancouver already and I would have met a lot (laughs) of people. So I would have seen the West Coast already and got got a little bit tempted by that already. Um, Yeah. If it wasn't for COVID. But I guess on the flip side, um, with COVID being here, I definitely, now I kind of feel like I'm a little bit more primed for 20s. Like now, I guess if I think personally about my habits, like it's very unlikely I'll develop my habits right now of how I live a day-to-day life if I went to Vancouver, right? I'm thinking all the late nights with people, I'm not saying those aren't good things, uh, not to say that's really negative, but of course, it's a different way of living, right? So Imagine going to bars, clubs, restaurants, um, a lot yeah. like hiking, more, let's say, um, uh, like just a lot of fun activities, right? Um, yeah. a, lot, a lot of wholesome activities, <laughs> a lot of not so wholesome activities. <laughs> uh, fun, right? But I wouldn't yeah, exactly, have yeah. my schedule right now of being just waking up every day at 6 or 5.45, mm-hmm. depending on what I'm doing. Um, and then working out in the morning. And then my breakfast that I have. Um, that's pretty standard. And then my nutrition that I have throughout the day, my eat cycles at 12, at three, at six, at nine, my sleep at 10, 30. Right? Um, and then of course, night reading, like habits like that, like being able to read for a long duration, um, having some time to myself to meditate. Like I, those are some things like that time schedule that could be done in Vancouver and that could be done in the frame of doing all those wholesome and unwholesome things. Um <laughs> But it's definitely a lot harder to achieve, right? Like, um, you're probably not going to turn down your friends to read a book. Um, mm-hmm. Very unlikely. So, I feel if it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't be more thoughtful or kind of more select, more, more free with my word choices or wording in the sense because I feel like using the books, I'm improving um, speaking, um, seeing how I word things, my thoughts on things, like reading the Steve Jobs biography, the the Nike one, I think that's Bill Bowerman and Phil Knight. And then also reading Man's Search for a Purpose, I and mean, then some other books really broaden my perspective and kind of reinforced some things, especially travel, my view of travel. Before I did not believe in travel. Like I haven't traveled since um senior year in high school, went back to Asia um, without oh, um... right. Every, every, other, every other um time I traveled was basically just between autumn in toronto and i went to once but i don't consider that as traveling Mm -hmm. Um, but now after reading all those books i'm kind of thinking about covid now i'm actively okay i want to see new york even though i'm not working there i want to go there and live at new york for extended period of time i want to go see la i want to go see the silicon valley i want to go see chicago the financial districts like those are all things i'm actively thinking more carefully about and even would be willing to delay my graduation to see those things so yeah in a sense Due to COVID and kind of that ripple effect, I feel like these habits and these perspectives from the books are much more better as a foundation to prime me for kind of, let's say, my mid 20s or my high, like my older 20s, where I am kind of more empowered to do bigger and better things versus when I'm like 20 or 21
1: you're almost like uh, sense. you're almost like building up. I'm imagining like a pinball machine where you pull the thing back. You're almost like building up your uh, you're getting ready to blast off. Almost like when, when, when it's like time, you're like you're building all your like foundation your core and like uh, all those values and things you want to see. And when it's time, like you're, you're just be prepared to go. And um, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Like, and I see it, and yeah i love when you mentioned the traveling thing because um anytime like at least for me when i tr- like traveled and see seen different places um the the biggest thing for me is like seeing different perspectives and how other people do things because the phew, the more i talk to people and the more i see things and I, a variety of people and I, um and the more I realize, like, oh, maybe I'm doing this thing this way wrong, or like, maybe I'm, I, 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 the way I saw something so firmly and so like almost stubbornly, oh, maybe like, I shouldn't have seen it that, way. like, maybe I need to change my mind, like, like, there's so many instances where, almost at this point, like, um, by having all those experiences and like almost like listening to people like it always shapes my mind in some way because um i don't know if this is a good thing or bad thing but like i always have some doubt now when i do things Mm -hmm. because i'm like oh like i know i'm really confident in the way i'm doing it right now but but maybe there's like this other way or like maybe there's i shouldn't be so stubborn i shouldn't be like oh so firmly set on my own um beliefs and that's something that like it's always kind of a small conflict with, within me, but like as I, I'll learn more, like it becomes easier to like, almost like judge my own actions or like judge like oh, d- did this go the right way or did this go, or could it have gone better, and yeah, with more people. Um, right now, I'm just making sure. Right now, like my goal is like get less of that self doubt and like mm-hmm. when i'm comparing things to be more careful in the way i do so to not kind of like ruin my own confidence but instead like use other people's beliefs and values to almost like add on to it like oh how can i shift my own view or how can i shift the way i do this specific um task or uh goal i have so yeah i guess that's what i'm working on right now kind of like making sure it doesn't affect my own self-confidence, but at the same time, valuing everything, everyone's opinions, valuing everyone's like, uh, not even people, just different, different ways of doing things.
0: Yeah. Like I think traveling helps that so much, especially to confidence. Like um, I definitely want to travel alone for some time or live in a city alone. Um, and it's <laughs> kind of in the sense of, um, generally when you live, you're kind of naked in the sense of um, your life could end at any instant. Um, so in a sense, you're you're kind of naked. Um, you do have a lot of security, like whether it be family or within places that you know of very fondly, um, and you forget that you're naked in that sense. You for, kind of forget that there's uh, something bigger out there that you're just kind of a blip. That might sound a little bit dark, but or a little bit negative or emo, but it's fine. Um, you're <laughs> it's just true, kind of <laughs> um, naked in the sense of you could die at any moment. Um, your dreams can end at any moment um, and you're just something else right and there is some false sense of security of what you're familiar with right so in the sense of traveling to a place that you're not familiar at all it kind of reaffirms and makes you remember that yeah you're one person now right um you're bare so you should get used to being uncomfortable right um, so in the future maybe you're used to be uncomfortable um, you should try to explore on your own versus always having your friend there to explore with you oh. right? um, you should try to change yourself versus being familiar with yourself and kind of living with it right you should do all these things of trying to do new things trying to meet new people new experiences new memories new perspectives like you said which are very important in terms of self-confidence decision-making perspective Like Those are some things that you could obtain all on your own and you don't have to have a friend with you. It's just like when we went to clubs, and I don't mean raves and clubs, I mean the wholesome clubs. (laughs) Like We went to um, Samurai Club. I don't know why I picked Samurai Club. We went to (laughs) Soccer Club or Box Club in high school and (laughs) uh, in university, especially university, and Dragon Boat and things like that. You always wanted to go with someone, right? That was always the condition that, yo, if you go, I'll go. But then you both say that, so it's kind of awkward, right? Who's going to say, I'm going to go? But Mm -hmm. it's always like, okay, Mm -hmm. if you guys go, I'll come with or the other way around. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like that for traveling for some people that, oh, if you go to to Montreal, I'll come to Montreal with you. Yeah. But then, okay, why don't you go to Montreal yourself, right? And you don't know anyone there. So if you could just explore it with yourself and you only have you and your own mind up that. Montreal, change that to Vancouver, change that to New York, change that to Chicago, yeah. to Dubai, I, to Paris, right?
1: Yeah. Um, it's, it, for, for me, that's, like, the self-sufficient thing. Like, when you, when you do that, like, you prove to yourself almost that you can do it. And um, I, I just want to, like, uh, before – because I went to Singapore Exchange, right? But, like, mm-hmm. before I went, I, I was so terrified of going like i was so scared I, I, I don't know if many people know this but like up until i went i was so scared because that, that's the type of person i was I, like worried about everything worried about logistics going and like, getting on the plane getting there like how am i gonna like like i kept envisioning myself alone in this new place and not knowing what to do that was my mm-hmm. vision in my head like i'm gonna be alone in this place and i didn't know what to do
2: i was like scared like so mm-hmm. scared you or at like, least i so. can't
1: even describe mm-hmm. like until I got there, and after I did and I just kind of sat in my room. I was like, wait, I'm actually here. Like, I, I'm not dead. <laughs> I'm actually, like, living. I'm, like, surviving. Like, now I can do stuff. Like, um, that kind of, just, like, going through the actions, it, it kind of just proved. I think that's one of the main things I think I wanted to prove myself. Even though I was so scared and I could have said, oh, I, I don't have to go. You know? I can cancel it. I can yeah, stay Yeah, you don't right have here. to. It's not forced. I, I really didn't have to, it was it cost a lot of money too. Like, <laughs> but like, um, I went and it, it taught me like, I'm actually like self-sufficient. Like I can do these things. Whereas before I wasn't sure if I could like, cause before, you know, always close to home or like always,
2: uh, there's someone looking after me kind of thing, but that Place biggest thing like this. I totally agree with the self sufficient thing. I bet to one more going thing, to and just,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, it's being bold. It's being, bold. yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> I feel that's something I need to work on myself. Also, it's being bold to when I want to do something, I'm just gonna do it. Um, even if it could be a little bit more or less, I quote unquote, risky, right? Um, especially now during this age, yeah. you could take a little more risk, but traveling is something like traveling alone or let's say traveling with very few familiarity right um like let's say you do travel with one friend or a couple um, and you go to somewhere where you do not know the main language the idea of being bold is that you could just go um and you'll see what happens and you adapt kind of quickly um but you're not scared of the occasion right um you go in confidently or as confident as possible as <laughs> yeah um, at, perceptor you have at the time um and you just shoot for it just jump and you go for it and i feel like that's a good reflection of a lot of decisions to come in my life in your life and in people in their 20s right it's going to be a question of do i want to take this job that's a little bit more risky but i get a lot of equity i could be a millionaire or am i just going to work at the stable job
2: right? yeah. yeah
0: are you going to be bold do you want to start this new youtube media project um given yeah. your time complexities and how much time you have um are you going to think are you going to get scared of being introverted or you're gonna be bold and just do it. Like, there are a lot of questions that come up, right? Um, Where being bold is one of the things that's something that you probably should just do, right? And if you like travel, it's a good practice of that, where um, you could practice of like being bold by traveling. And I'm not saying this as if I have experience. I'm talking about this. Of course, I might be shell-shocked after I travel, Completely shell shocked oh, yeah, yeah. horrifying. <laughs> <right>? But <laughs> hopefully not, but but um,
2: I'm speaking, speaking bold, kind of looking ahead, um okay, in my twenties, I wanna be in twenties, my twenties in a sense of
0: like being planned and being careful reckless. Careful recklessness, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, like kind of kind of like adjust the position there.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. be be careful and just shoot for it. But yeah. so yeah. being bold. Oh, I, uh, that was I
1: disconnected, but um I'm back. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last thing you said, I think was about being bold about being um uh your twenties and, and 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 taking those opportunities i think
0: yeah 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 i don't I don't know if I don't know if 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 you wanted to cut it earlier, but yeah yeah
1: yeah,
2: oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. okay
1: okay sure
2: um uh i was I was gonna say um uh yeah like being bold like yeah I'd
1: say like But for me, like, what I'm trying to learn is, because still sometimes I take risks, but after I take them, I regret it. So now for me is that, like, I know I can take risks, but I have to be okay with the potential consequences. And, like, I'm bad at recognizing when I'm not. So sometimes I take a risk, and then the consequence happens, and I'm like, oh, I wasn't ready for that or like, oh, but then I learned from that, right? Like in the end, I always learn from it, but there's some times where I'm like, oh, before I take a risk now, like I have to actually mm, not try to get rid of all the consequences Mm -hmm. because that's impossible, but to be like, okay, this might happen, worst case scenario, but we're going to do it anyways because, well, I can take that. I can take that consequence if it happens, but yeah
0: yeah that's the decision process that has to be seen realizations that have to be seen in your 20s thank you so 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 much for listening for the episode of nobody yet of course we have weekly episodes every monday so you can always expect to find content then if you're interested join the nobody yet community you know uh follow us on instagram we are nobody yet youtube nobody yet podcast of course you'll see visuals there for our podcasts as well as any additional content and of course you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts spotify apple Podcasts, anchor just anywhere you can imagine and of course if you like what you hear uh, give us that follow or give that five star review we thank you so much for it and of course we'll catch you in the next one peace